0: Benfica Nation, welcome back. Welcome back from the international break and welcome to episode 7 of Mr. Benfica. I am the Mister, Mike Agustino here with you for another week where we talk Benfica. Uh finally finally got over that that international break. I thought it was never going to end, man. Um you know as much as I support Portugal's national team and as much as I like following it's just not the same man. Uh international soccer is just not the same. Um the club game is just a uh, far superior product right now. There's no question about it. It's uh it's quite superior. It, the the play is better, the players have more chemistry. National teams come together for a day or two and then jump on the field and play games. Uh, I know in other eras, the World Cup, and I mean, the final tournaments actually still are very, very good, and I'm a huge fan of the final tournaments, and, you know, the the Euro, the World Cup, the, the Copa America, things like that are still very, very good tournaments, but, uh, the, these qualifiers in the middle of the season, especially here at the tail end as we're about to go on the home stretch, every year I'm less and less a fan of these, and, um, I'm not gonna really talk about it because I'm gonna save that for the Mister Portugal podcast, which I'll have more details on before the end of the show tonight but benfica yeah, I'm glad to have them back. I am so glad to have them back. It was a long week without them um for those of you that caught it uh I made an appearance last weekend on benficistas worldwide uh as part of it's a series. That is also part of Benfica After 90. I uh, I was invited on by Mario and Alex there with Benfica After 90. We had a great conversation. I also learned that I uh, I need to brush up on my uh, my video <laughs> skills. Those any of you that watched it uh, as the episode went on, I became more and more of a, a silhouette because I was in my basement and uh, recording through my phone and as it, I had the lights on but it got darker and darker as the night went on in here and uh as the sun went away you could towards the end you couldn't even see me anymore my apologies to the guys over on Big Peak after 90 uh it was it really looked amateur of me and uh it uh I hope it didn't take away too much from the conversation I think we had a great conversation we talked about a lot of great things um you tuned in you got to hear who my favorite benfica player of all time is who uh what my favorite benfica kit of all time is i i I gave that information out It, it was really it was just awesome i gave some stories of of my experiences with benfica i'm not gonna spill any of it here you're gonna have to go and watch that episode it's up on the benfica after 90 youtube channel okay go in there and um you can find it there it's the episode where if you, you look for mr Benfica, aka or mike aka mr Benfica, you will find it there i think it was one of the best soccer conversations i've had um for sure the best recorded conversation i've ever had and uh it was it was a lot of fun and i, I really could have talked to those guys for hours i mean it really could have could have gone on <laughs> for hours so a uh, big thank you to those guys for having me on um very, very good show that they've got there. Um, I also just wanted to hit on a couple things uh, for those of you that are interested. Like I said, my Mister Portugal podcast is gonna uh, it's gonna be uploaded on my Parking the Bus channel on Podbean. Okay, you're not gonna find it in the Mister Benfica feed. On iTunes or on Google Play or any anywhere else, it's going to be on my specific channel that I'm building on Podbean. Okay, and eventually that's where I'm going to have all of my stuff in one place. Um, working towards that, but but I'm going to be recording that show as soon as I'm done recording this one. It's going to be a late Friday night here in uh, in central Massachusetts here in Worcester County, but I'm I'm going to be at it all night because I I want to get this content out there. Uh, I've got a lot to say about about the international uh break. I've got a lot to say about Portuguese national team that I'm gonna say for that um as far as Benfica goes what a week we've had without any games
1: <laughs>
0: I mean even without playing Benfica has been in the headlines this week um we'll we'll hit some of that in the news segment when we hit the news but um it's yeah it's been a great week and uh, For those of you that uh, heard, and we'll talk about it some more, Um, very excited for, obviously, all of the listeners here in North America because Benfica are on their way back to North America. We talked about it a little bit last week, but it was made official this week, just yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, announcing Benfica will be playing in three locations in North America this summer. They're going to play at Levi's Stadium out in Northern California, home of the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara, California, against Chivas, Guadalajara. Um, Then with the midweek stop down at Red Bull Arena in Harrison, Benfica will play Roma before they finish up right up here in my backyard at Gillette Stadium against Ah, asi milan okay so very very excited to get benfica here in our nick of the woods again um gonna have to do something special podcast wise uh and some other some other social media content i'm gonna put some stuff some good stuff together for everybody when benfica are right here in my backyard uh hopefully i can get to to both east coast games that's the plan right now hopefully the the wife uh Gives me the permission slip to go ahead and, and make that midweek trip down to Jersey and to catch that game against Roma as well. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but I am hopeful to uh, to get up close and see some... some. Uh... I really want to see Brunelage coach up close. Uh, that's where I'd really be excited to see. The instructions he shouts. Um, probably won't be able to hear him, but I'd love to get close enough to hear him. Um, really excited because, you know... Um, Red Bull Arena is like a mini Stadio de Luge. We made it that last summer. I want to see that again. I'm excited for that. A little more skeptical about, about Gillette Stadium. I'll I'll get into why why that is a little bit later on when we hit the news. All right. So why don't you guys sit right back? We're gonna pay a couple bills here and then sit tight because we got Reconquista on the way, followed by the news. And this week in the news around Benfica nation, we have uh, we had a historic. A historic uh, result this past Sunday. Of course, not for the right reasons. Benfica's women's team has lost for the first time ever. Let that sink in for a while. Alright, it's March. It's the end of March 2019. The season started in September. And Benfica's team, Benfica's women's team, has lost their first ever match. Uh, as the Lady Aguias fell 2-1 in the first leg of the TASA Portugal-Portuguese Cup semi-finals. At home, I put that in air quotes, home at the Tapadera, not really our home. Um, the team should be playing at Seychelles, if not a game like this at the Stadio de Luge. I understand they weren't at the Stade, There was no way they were going to be at the Stadio de Luge with the national team playing two games in four days at, at that stadium, at our stadium. Um, but really, this, this should have been at the Seychelles. This is a first division professional team, and they should they should be they should have priority in the team's training center and i hope that next year when uh we're in the first division that will be the case but Benfica are not out yet all right the second leg is going to be april the 20th in braga in the old primado maio stadium uh hope to see a lot of befikistas up north going into the stadium that day to support the ladies, alright? Have a chance to make real history, be a second division team that can book a, a ticket to the Jamur for the final. How how great would it be to see Benfica men and women in the, in the Jamur this season? See both teams find their way to the, the cup final and and really, if Benfica get by Braga, there's no reason they can't they can't win. Braga are the league leaders, if I'm not mistaken, of the first division. They're the favorites to take this competition. They've knocked out defending champions and current cup holders Sporting. So the fa- and Benfica were ahead. The girls were ahead. They were up. They scored first, and uh, you know there was a lot of surprisingly enough a lot of. Controversial refereeing is being reported by those that were there. Um, I didn't get a chance to see this game. I couldn't find it. I really wanted to. Um, I was unable to find it. But if anybody can tell me how I can get access to a Bala TV. Okay, that's the network. that. That broadcasts the women's uh, Taça de Portugal. If someone knows where I can find a stream so that I can watch this second leg, I wanna I wanna review this second leg the same way I review all of the the men's matches every week. I they deserve that. It's the semifinals of the Portuguese Cup. They're a second division team taking on the league leaders from the first division, and they I think even though they they gave up what two away goals, there's nothing to stop them from going to Braga and scoring two of their own, and now that they've played them, now that they know for sure, they're right there. They're right there with the best team in the country. Even though they're in the second division this year, they're right there with the best team in the country. I think the coach can make some adjustments. I think the players will make some adjustments. Uh, earlier this week, several, you know, a couple of, of Benfica's ladies were 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 called into the Brazilian national team. Benfica will be sending some women to the World Cup this summer. There's a good chance there will, that Benfica will be represented for the first time ever at the Women's World Cup. This team is good. This team has a chance to do it. I hope I can get a stream. I I would love to watch this game to break it down and to talk about it um, on my on the pod that week. So if anybody knows how I can get access to that feel free to hit me up with a with a direct a direct message a DM whether it's in Instagram at Mr. Bayfica, or on Twitter at Mister, or on my personal Facebook, go ahead and send me uh, an inbox, and it's Mike Agostino, M-I-K-E space, A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O. Let me know how I can get access to Ebola TV. I want to be able to watch the second leg when the time comes on April the 20th, in about three weeks' time. So, uh, I'll continue to follow that situation, and we'll have more um, about the women's team, as as more news becomes available, and as I said at the top of the show, the International Champions Cup schedule was released yesterday in New York City. Louison was representing Benfica as the club's ambassador, and I gotta give a shout out to all of my friends there on Twitter. I uh, shout out to Timo. Shout out to to. Carolina, Carolina, she was there. She took a picture with, with uh, with, with I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, we had another another Benfica fan who finally got to kiss Louison's bald head. That was her goal. Going back, I think to last season, she had a sign at Red Bull Arena. If I have the story correct, saying she wanted to kiss the bald head of Luisão. Well. In New York City this week. She got up there and she did it. It made press around Portugal. It's in the Bola, it's in Record, it's in all of the sports dailies. Um, Befica also picked it up and tweeted it. Pretty awesome. Check it out. Um, I believe her name's Stephanie, and that was pretty cool. A bunch of other people were there. Cristiano from the Befica podcast was there. A lot of people made their way to New York to, to catch that, that press conference and that unveiling. And uh, this International Champions Cup is turning into quite a big deal for a preseason tournament. It is uh, very, very professionally run by Relevant Sports here in the United States. I believe his name is Steven Ross who runs Relevant Sports. Um, Major League Soccer I think can take a bit of note on the professionalism of Relevant Sports and of the ICC. Major League Soccer's TV ratings are in the toilet this year, everyone. According to the World Soccer Podcast's Christopher Harris, on uh, this week's episode, he his sources that he cites in the show cite, state that Major League Soccer's TV numbers are down 27% so far this season. Um, stadiums are not, attendance is not good. Stadium uh, attendance is down across the league, outside of some of the hotbeds. Um, not even going to talk about. Well, I guess I will have to talk about it when we get there about the team here, but that's another talk for for another moment. But the ICC, yeah, they they're absolutely these. This unveiling was was it was almost like watching the draw for a major tournament, and I know that's what it was intended to be like. And a lot of money is thrown at this this preseason competition, and while it's not taken most seriously for it the results on the field it's becoming a very important branding and marketing event and i think that's why it's so important that benfica are there every possible time that they can um very excited that they're back for the second year in a row which means that it has to mean that that day at red bull arena last year left an impression on the icc when benfica filled that stadium okay there were just tiny little pockets of juventus fans the majority of it was red, and Alfredo said it on 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 his po- his Red Bulls podcast. Um, if now I'm forgetting the name of his podcast, I listen to it every week, and I'm forgetting the name of it. But uh, <laughs> his New York Red Bulls podcast, full of bulls, is what it's called. Um, that he is—he's actually the the co-host. It's hosted by a guy with a really thick New York accent, who is uh, who's pretty good himself. But uh, he stated, you know, when Benfica come to Red Bull, it's the only time that Red Bull Arena is full, which is a true statement. But um very excited that they're going to be back. I want to see another mini Estadio de Luz. Super excited, though, for the West Coast Benficas. I tweeted this out when the news became official because my boy out there who who I had a great conversation with on on Benfica After 90. Alex, out there in Northern California, he tweeted a picture. He was at, I believe, the Mexico game the night before, and it was announced there on the big screen. He he took a photo, tweeted it out, announcing Benfica versus Chivas Levi's Stadium, July 20th, if I'm not mistaken, is the date. And... This is a huge opportunity for Benfica, okay? And... You know Alex Mario and myself had a had a good conversation at length about part of it was about the importance of integrating the English language and getting english English exposure here in the United States for Benfica because they could expand even bigger than they are and we We had a good talk about this, and uh I've been saying, and I've said it on here and i stand by it and will stand by it that benfica at least for the home games that are produced or that are at least owned by by benfica tv by T V, should have an english language partner they used to have one a few seasons back if you remember patrick kendrick who uh also frequently made some appearances on the benfica podcast with uh, with uh with alfredo and chris he did the play by play for for the matches in English, and he was fantastic. Uh, for whatever reason, Befica discontinued producing content in English or producing broadcasts in English. Um, I think that was a big mistake. I think it's still a mistake. They need to bring that back. Patrick's now at Inter Milan, but um, he's very good, very good. And, and just like Andreas Samadi, he learned Portuguese within the, the one season or two seasons he was there. Um there's a clip on on YouTube if you ever want to see it. He put in his name Patrick Kendrick, and uh, speaking Portuguese, or so Patrick Kendrick falando portugues. Um, he's he's speaking with Heller Condut on BTV. and uh, very good, good uh, piece. Um, it's very important that Benfica sell a lot of tickets now in California against Chivas. That's going to be a tough one. Okay, I'm sure there are a lot of Benfica fans, but Chivas are huge. Okay, according to Kardec Krishnire in uh, of the World Soccer Talk podcast, and of also the Sports Business Journal, if I'm not mistaken, I could be I could be uh, mistaking the name of the publication he writes for, but he states that he believes Chivas to be the most popular soccer team in the entire United States of America. Um, I would say that that's possible. If it's not, Chivas, it's Club America. Those are the two, make no mistake about it, in the United States of America, those are the two most popular soccer teams. Okay, Mexican soccer is is way more watched and way more supported and has way more fans in the United States than even the English Premier League. Okay, Manchester United, Barcelona don't hold a candle in this country to at least a number of total fans to Club America and Chivas, Guadalajara. It, it It's just a fact, and the TV numbers prove it, okay? When those two teams play on Urimission, they're not even on in English right now. The numbers are through the roof, okay? They they outdraw the, you know, or the viewers outnumber the viewers of the Premier League, the Champions League, the La Liga, which its TV situation is even, is a whole different conversation, but... These are well-supported teams, so there will be a huge, a huge crowd in Northern California for that game. Bay Fica fans, do not wait. Get get on that pre-sale list, okay? Go to the ICC's website and sign up to be on the pre-sale list. Get your tickets fast because if you don't, the Chivas fans will buy them up, um, The Wednesday night game in New Jersey. I'm sure it will be a very pro Benfica crowd. Roma have a very small following, if any, here in the United States. Um, despite their American owner, they really haven't caught on. Um, most Italians do not are not Inter fans. I mean, you'll get Italian fans that will go to the game and support them on the night because they're an Italian team, but most Italian fans are not Inter fans. They are either, you know, Juve. Inter uh, did I say Inter most Italian fans are not Roma fans, excuse me. They are either Juve, Inter or AC Milan fans for the most part or they're Napoli fans. There's a lot of Napoli fans as well. But very few Roma fans out there and that was evidenced uh up here in Gillette Stadium. A few years back Juventus played Roma and it was the crowd was either Juvent- it was all either Juventus fans or neutrals. Um very few Roma fans, so I expect Benfica to do well, especially in Harrison. That's that's right in the heart of Portuguese America, like I said. And then the game that I'm I'm a little bit uh, concerned about is the one right here in my neck of the woods against AC Milan um, at Gillette Stadium. The last time Benfica came to Gillette Stadium, it was not a good turnout. They granted Benfica played the New England Revolution at the end of May, after the season had ended on a World Cup year. I think the World Cup had actually already begun if I'm not mistaken it was back in 2010 was his first season uh they came up here and put a a smacking an absolute beatdown on the revolution with Benfica's basically second stringers a very small crowd that night there was if if there were 10,000 I'd have been surprised it was a cold rainy night also but Gillette Stadium just does not draw the soccer crowds that other stadiums draw. Manchester United came to Gillette Stadium, drew fifty one thousand. They they sell out everywhere else. There were still seats available for Manchester United at Gillette Stadium. All right. Portugal and Mexico drew over fifty thousand. Portugal Brazil over fifty thousand. Um, but national teams are different because there are people that don't even like soccer that will go watch the Portuguese national team if they're in town. There's a there's plenty of. Uh, people that jump on at World Cup time, especially um, Portuguese people that don't necessarily follow soccer the rest of the year, but they get behind the national team when it comes time for a World Cup. So when the national team comes through your region just before a World Cup, it's much more likely that they're going to jump on board. This will be a little bit different. Um, Another concern I have about it is that I'm assuming and i i wouldn't expect anything else but that there will be a natural surface placed over the artificial surface at Gillette Stadium Gillette Stadium is artificial turf um i can't imagine Benfica would be coming to play on artificial on an artificial field like they did last time against the revolution they got here and Georges Zouge was vocally not happy nobody told him the the pitch was synthetic um that it was it was field turf huge uh risk playing on field turf. I'm sure they're going to roll out the 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 sod, but that creates its own its own risk because that field has no roots. Okay, you see it all the time. You see the turf come up when they play on sod. You see it roll up. You see players get caught in it. Um, players fall everywhere. So I have some concerns about that game. I have some concerns about the tickets um Ticket prices is something I'm concerned about. Um, I'm hoping the ICC does not price this thing through the roof and price Benfica right out of, right out of uh, buying these tickets. Um, AC Milan should be able to help Benfica drawing uh, people. I said this before um, when Benfica played. Two three years ago, or the previous time before last, I I've lost track of how many years ago it was. In East Hartford against Fiorentina. Fiorentina drew nobody except the casual or the odd uh Italian soccer fan that was there to see an Italian team, but you know, was a Juve fan or whatever. Um, Benfica sold the lower bowl of, of the stadium in East Hartford. Again, a small crowd, I think it was fifteen thousand or something. I don't want to see that in gigantic Gigantic Gillette Stadium. I don't expect it because I believe AC Milan are good for 20 to 25,000 and Benfica should be able to be good for 20 to 25,000. But guys, if you want this team here, and I'm speaking, I apologize to those of you listening outside of the United States, I'm speaking to people here in North America. If you want Benfica to continue coming here, We have to be in those stadiums. We have to be loud. We have to make ourselves known that Benfica are big here in the United States. Okay. Uh, Chris Harris and Carter are again, I'm going to go back to them because I just listened to the show today, the World Soccer Talk podcast, ran down the lists of, of the teams participating in the ICC here in the United States. Every team had a little tidbit. They knew a little bit about every team except for one. Okay? For whatever reason, the English speaking soccer culture, soccer media here in the United States and, and abroad as well, in other parts of the world as well, are very ignorant to Benfica's uh, bigness, to Benfica's grandeur, if you will. We have a lot of supporters. We have to fill these stadiums. We have to be loud. We have to out cheer. We have to out shout, out sing the opposition, okay? Um. Unlike the other teams, we're not a Hollywood team. Okay, we don't we don't bring the celebrities to the stadium. We are a hardcore fan base that supports this team week in, week out, 52 weeks a year. We gotta be in those stadiums, guys. We absolutely gotta be loud. We've gotta let the ICC know. We've gotta let the television partners know. We've gotta let the advertisers know that Benfica are a big club and that they are well supported here in North America. That's what we have to do. Bayfica also have to play well on the field. That's the third bit. They have to compete with these three teams. They cannot be played off the park. Okay. Um, too many times, and I'm—I don't think Bruno Lage will do this, but Rui Vitória last year, he gave that game away to uh, to Juve. I know it's preseason. I know the result doesn't mean anything. But you got twenty-six thousand people who paid good money to see you play seeing your team be the better team for 70 minutes, and then he rolls out the the second string, and he, he hurts the the structure of the team because of the minutes he's managing, while on the other sideline, you know, um, on the other sideline, Juventus are bringing in star they're working their starters into the match. You know, they're working them into the match. Allegri is working his players into the match. At the end, Juve had the strong team. Befica had almost the B team. And the the lead was lost. And we had nobody left to take penalty kicks. I know that stuff doesn't mean anything to the players. To the coaches. To the president. To the Dijentz. But to the 26 or 25,000 people. Who paid good money. Who saw their team play well. Okay. We saw our team play well. We deserved better last year from Rui Vitoria. It is not just about the players, and the coaches, okay? Benfica are a big club with a lot of fans. When people pay money to see you play, you put the product on the field, okay? So I I plead to Benfica to come here and to put a good team on the field and to compete with Chivas, compete with Roma, compete with AC Milan. 0-3 is not acceptable preseason or not. That's the news for this week. Sit right there. We're going we're gonna to get ready for... Tondela, tomorrow. Tomorrow, 3.30, I believe, Eastern Time here in the United States. Possibly 4.30. Lost track of where we are in in the daylight savings time as far as Portugal is concerned. I believe it's now 4.30 now that I think about it. Um, But, keep it it here. We're going to hear a few words, a real short uh, bit from Rui Vitoria in the press conference. Another absolutely stupid question from a media member. Um, So, Sit right there, uh, catch these comments from, from Bruno Leij, and I will be on the other side.
1: There's thing that's, that's very easy. And it's very easy, it's easy to understand. It's the following. Uh, playing, playing in the A team of Benfica is very easy. You have to have two things. First, train the plane. Training with a very high intensity. And second, when you have opportunities, have a win. It's Por isso, as oportunidades dependem é é dos jogadores e do que eles podem fazer no treino, a mil, e e ter rendimento no jogo. Por um dia, pelo menos, adepto do do Braga, tendo em conta o embate que vão ter com o Porto e a importância que pode vir a ter no, no, no campeonato esse jogo, E se, por outro lado, também, pensando que o Benfica irá defrontar ainda o Sporting para a taça dentro de alguns dias, se isso vai condicionar as escolhas para o jogo com o Tonela? Olha, é um, é um duplo não. Adepto do Benfica, foi, foi, foi olhar para dentro e olhar para nós e para aquilo que nós podemos fazer em campo, que nos chegou a esta posição, e depois é a nossa, a nossa maneira de estar. É jogo a jogo, nós, nós temos três pontos muito importantes para conquistar amanhã, e depois nós vamos ter tempo para... To game.
0: And that is the mister, Mr. Bruno Leij, talking um, in the press conference earlier today. Uh, f- asked first about Abel Tarapt and his capabilities or possibilities of reintegrating with the first team, with the A-team. Um, Bruno Leij explains that to play for Benfica, and this goes for all players, it's very simple. You you train every day. One thousand is is the term he used, and he means you know one thousand um, percent. You work hard every day, and when your opportunity is given to you, you make the most of it. And um, I like what he I like that he uh, he will play the the players that make the most of it. And then it went to an absolutely. Uh, ridiculous question by that reporter an absolutely b- stupid question asking Bruno Lage if tomorrow for one day he's going to be a Braga supporter and uh, like he usually does Bruno Lage just absolutely puts that question down says no he's a Benfica because he he's the coach of Benfica and he's he's a professional and he knows how to be a professional something you can't say about all of the all of the coaches and all of the representatives of other clubs in Portugal. Um, I'm not going to name names, but there's plenty out there that are more, much more focused on what Benfica are doing than on their own club. Not Bruno Lage; he is focused on his own team about what he can control. Each game, one game at a time, he's not looking past one to the other. Also, the question asked if, if the Sporting game coming up you know, was going to affect this game tomorrow. And Bruno Leijer again reiterates, this is the most important game tomorrow. And I agree. The game that you, For the rest of the season, the game Benfica are playing are the most important game of the season. Whichever game they are in on that day is now the most important game of the season. It's going to be a grueling, grueling road to the end of the season right now. But we are alive on three fronts. Okay, we're going to be playing twice a week, pretty much every week. Um, possibly all the way through. We have to be prepared for it. We've got to play every three days. Um, and Bruno Lage is focused. And I like his focus. I like his press. He shows his focus on the task at hand. He's not thinking about Spartan yet. He's thinking about Tondela. Okay, this is a tough game. And we're going to go into it right now. I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview just to start it out. Um, so, Benfica are huge favorites. I'm on, on Bovada right now on the betting website. And Benfica are a minus 800 favorite in this one. Um, if you're into the spread, which I think a point spread in soccer is quite ridiculous... Um, Benfica are a two and a half goal favorite over Tondela. Um, again, to win on the money line, it is a negative 800 for Benfica. A plus 2100 for Tondela, meaning that if you bet $1, you win 210, if my math is correct. Um, or 21, 21. $1 wins you 21. Um, in this one. No, it is twenty one hundred. They're a huge underdog. Well let's make a let's make a pseudo bet and see. I won't close this out but let's see. A one dollar bet tomorrow on will win you twenty-one dollars. So there you go. The underdogs for sure also, a draw, a one dollar bet on a draw will get you. Will get you seven dollars and fifty cents tomorrow U.S. That's at, that's at www.bovada.lv if anybody's interested in betting. Uh, slash sports slash soccer slash Europe slash Portugal slash dash Liga. All right, that's my betting information for the day. It's something I haven't done before here. But just to give you an idea of what we're up against. But you can throw all that out once the match starts. This is uh, a must-win game for both teams, actually. Tondela really need points. They're in the drop zone. They need to figure out a way to get out of it. The head-to-head right now, all-time Benfica. Six wins to Tondela's one win, which... Uh, Bruno Lage also reminded us was last season at the Stadio de Luz, alright, it was last season, it was, I'll, it was on April the 28th of last year, and really, for those of us with a short memory, Tundela really ended the chance of catching Porto for the title, yeah, we lost to Porto, but we were, we were just a few points behind until we lost to Tondela at home, okay, um, Earlier this season, Benfica up in Tondela were winners, three to one. So, this this could be a tricky fixture, um, and I think that Benfica will be focused. I don't think we're gonna run into what we ran into last year. I don't have much um, fear about this game, but you never know. And when you're most com- we're coming back off an international break, also Rafa played some, uh, Odie played. Samarish played, uh, some other guys, um, Sferovic did not play, Faja did not play, I don't think he will play, I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow or not, um, PZ played some, Chubindyash played both games, all game, um, so we'll see, we, we will definitely see what happens, Tundela's last game, they drew 1-1 with Ferenc, bottom of the table at home. So, Tundela are in a struggle. They come in on the form of uh, their last five, are three losses and two draws. Uh, Last match, they started with Claudio Ramos in goal. And he is a key guy because he is, right now, Portugal's third goalkeeper, if I'm not mistaken. He's the third keeper behind... Uh, behind Rui Patricio and Betu, all right. He he's probably he could be a big factor in this match. We got to get one early. I like when we score early; it relieves some of the tension. We've and it prevents one of those nights where a goalie just goes off and saves everything against us. Uh, I really <laughs> hope we don't see that. Across the back, at the at right back, they play with Fad Mou- Moufi. Um and the captain Ricardo Costa um, we all know him from his time with Porto hes also Portugal international in the past World Cup 2010 if I'm not mistaken also 2014 um, has my has a friend of the show there Amador said on his simply befica podcast today expect a lot of uh, a lot of Prada from from uh, Ricardo Costa he's there just for that. He's there just to hit, play physical. He's going to hack. Uh, Georges Fernandes is the other center back. João was the starting left back in the last match. In the midf- They played with the three-man midfield. João Pedro on the right. Bruno Monteiro in the middle. And uh, Jacquite, who was sent off, so he won't be playing. And then you got the guys up front that I think could, could, be, could be tricky. Uh... John Murillo, the Venezuela international, he let's spotlight him for a moment. He played on the right side. In his last match, he had 31 successful passes for a percentage of 84%. He won five duels. He also won an aerial duel. Conceded four fouls. Let's take a look at some more of his player profile. He is twenty-three years old, as I said, from Venezuela. Venezuelan international. He's got fifty-two career Primera Liga uh, appearances. Twenty-five of them as as starts. Uh, seven appearances for the Colombian national. Uh, sorry, not the Colombian. The Venezuelan national team. Um, He's got nine career goals in the Primera Liga, one career international. He also had 17 appearances in the, the Turkish Super League with a goal there. He represented Kaysin Pasa in, in uh, Turkey. He also, way back into, from 2015 to 18, was a Benfica player. He was on loan to Tundela up until this season. Um, or he was on loan up until 2017 last year on loan to Casim Pasa, and this year he is is no longer our player. I expect him to play. Uh, He's no longer on loan, from what I understand, and he could be somebody that Benfica may have to watch. Um, Like I said, this team's playing for its life. They're in the drop zone. They have a good coach. They have some good players. Um, Every year, it seems like Tondela is the team that, on the last day of the season, squeaks out the result they need to get out of the basement and to salvage uh, another year in the first division in the liganage. Um, they're right there again in their comfortable spot. Uh, I believe they're going to be there at the end. I think that they're going to they're going to stay up. Um, I'd be more concerned if I were Nacional or boavista or even Desportivo das Aves. I think Tondela. Um, They're on 25 points right now in 16th place. One ahead of Shav. Shavs also could very well find their way out of there. They're uh, a team that has spent some time in the 1st Division now. Mitoria Stubal has been in the 1st Division a long time. But, you know, uh, they seem to fight off the relegation quite a bit as well. They're right above them in 15th on 25 points. Um, Befikas, according to Bruno Laj has everybody... At 100% for tomorrow, including Joan Felix, who, if you don't know, picked up a little bit of a knock or a twist of some sort. He he left the national team camp early with a little bit of an injury. Brunelage says he is fully fit and will play and can play tomorrow. Is available for selection, as is Seferovic and Jardel. So it'll be interesting to see what 11 Brunelage rolls out tomorrow. At the Luge, the tickets are sold out um, Except, of course, for this thing that the club's got now. The club just started some kind of resale uh, program where if you have the Red Pass, if you're a season ticket holder, if I understand correctly, you can. If you can't make a game, you can sell it now. Of course, the club takes a cut of your resale to make sure that they're always making money. But um, basically, the club is being... is. Managed a way to sell tickets twice if necessary, um, but expect a full house tomorrow night at the Luge. I have verified the game will kick off at 4:30 Eastern Time here in the United States, 1:30 Pacific. It's 8:30 in Portugal. Okay. Um, there's not much else to talk about in this game. Benfica's just got to go out there. I expect to see our usual back line. I expect to to see. Ruben and Ferru stay as the center-back pairing um, for this one. Uh, Andrea Almeida on the right, Grimaldo on the left. I expect Samarij and Gabriel in the middle with Pizzi and Rafa playing on the sides. And up front, um, probably, depending on the fitness of Seferovic, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's going to go with, with, with Jonas and, jo- and Jean Felix to start the match um I expect Seferovic to get a run out to you know ease back in. I don't think he's gonna start somebody out for you know 90 minutes but then again perhaps he's gonna do what he did against Dinamo and play him from the start and take him out early We'll see we'll see what Brunelaj decides to do tomorrow um, again 430 goal TV and BTV. Um, have your pick, uh, if you're here in the United States, of course, in other parts of the country, uh, in other parts of the world, excuse me, check where you can find the match. And sit tight right there because we're gonna, we're gonna go into the time machine when we get back. Uh, we are gonna go back and revisit. I told you guys back, way back there in episode one, (laughs) that we were gonna revisit this match. So we're gonna go back and listen to, um... Some sound clips from the first leg of the Portuguese Cup semi-final back in February, February 9th if I'm not mistaken, where uh, Benfica were two-one winners over Sporting at the Stadio de Luge. Leg two is next Wednesday in Stadio José Valado, uh, Valado, excuse me, and um, we're gonna we're gonna preview it right now. We're gonna review the first leg and preview the second leg. So sit right there. We will be right back. A equipe do Benfica está
1: ferramente, o roubado a grande bolsa Salve, o Carambola, atenção, pode abrir aqui para a esquerda, Salve vai entrar na grande área e puxa para dentro, já fez o um passe da bola para Pizzi, vai chutar, vai chutar, faz um passo, vai peito, o passe bem feito, o chute.
0: have it there. That was the goal by Gabriel in the first leg of this Portuguese Cup semi-final. Gabriel scoring the first along to a 2-1 victory. Let's quickly recap uh, the leg one. It was over a month ago. Uh, hard to think back that far. Um, but it was a 2-1 victory for Benfica. Goals were scored by Gabriel. Uh, João Felix forced an own goal off of Thiago Yori, and Bruno Fernandes scoring for Sporting. The 2-1 result makes this makes this uh fixture next Wednesday very very tricky. It makes it um where we can be eliminated with a simple 1-0 defeat. So Bruno Lage I'm sure is going to come out and go to look to get the away goal. I don't think we're going to play it safe. That's just I don't think playing it safe is very safe in this situation. Not with the, with the minimums the most minimum of margins um I really think that Benfica need to come out and play well, and uh, need to need to come out of Avalad with another win or at least a draw. But they got to get goals. I I don't think goalless is gonna is gonna do. Um, uh, let me tell you, Odie gave up another one uh, with the Greek national team this past week, so I'm concerned about Odie. However, I think he does need to play in this match. Um, Svilar was the starter in the first leg. I don't expect to see that come Wednesday. Uh, Let's see. The key moment back in leg one was, of course, Jardel going down injured in the 38th minute. And debuting Francisco Ferreira, who we know much better as Ferro. Coming on, and he has not relinquished the spot ever since. I don't expect him to be dropped. I expect uh, Fehu and Ruben Diaz to keep the spot for the rest of the season. To be honest with you, I'm sorry, Jardel, but uh, these kids are too good right now, and they're in form. Um, your experience is valuable, but I think your experience now, your your value is in the locker room and not so much on the pitch. Uh, you're a great. He'd be a great solution off the bench if if. Needed, um, I'd be fully confident, obviously, in calling on Jardel. But right now, I would not touch the back line. Uh, Sporting, I'll, I'll read you the lineups from leg one, but it really it is irrelevant because it was so long ago, and uh, so much has changed for both teams. Sporting ran out with Henan in goal, Brun Gaspard, Koach, Tiagiori, and Borja as the back day Wendel, and Bruno Fernandes in the middle, with Acuna, Jovan Cabral, and Luis Felipe up top, in their 4-4, in their 4-3-3. Excuse me for Mar- Marcel Kaiser. Bruno Lage's Benfica lined up with Svilar, uh, André Almeida, Ruben Diaz, Jardel, and Grimaldo across the back. Samarish, Gabriel Pizzi, and Salvio were the midfielders on the night. Anjouan Felix and Seferovic were the striker, the strike pairing that night. Um, again, this uh, this thing of playing these games so far apart, so, uh, two months apart, you know, one game really doesn't lead into the other the way it should. Um, these really, this is a tale, of, the only thing one match has to do with the other is the score carrying over, but Bay cannot sit on this, on this minimum lead, in my opinion. They gotta come out on Wednesday and go for a goal, and I fully expect them to do that. Uh, especially, you know, with... If they get two away goals, I think this thing is done, done and dusted. But Sporting, remember, are going to put everything into this game. This is their whole season. The chance to knock out Benfica, the club they obsess over, the club that they can't get out of their minds, that they have nightmares about. Everything, all their chants, are directed at Benfica. This club is so much more concerned with us than they are with themselves. This game is everything to them. I won't be surprised if, if Bruno. Bruno Fernandes is even rested to an extent tomorrow and not played, so that he's healthy for Wednesday. He was recalled from the national team, if you remember, in a controversial way, um, and was on the same day he he was sent home injured from the national team. He trained that afternoon with no limitations at Sporting, very questionable. Um, but this is this is the reality of Portuguese football and the the clubs, you know. That that hate us really hate us, and the 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 jealousy and the envy is strong, and uh, they'll do anything to beat us. So it's not to be discounted. Spartan come in with uh, in their last five on two draws, but now three straight wins um, coming into this one. We'll see how they do tomorrow. How that how that form can if that form continues through tomorrow's match. They play Shavs tomorrow, um, and then. Benfica will visit them on the 3rd, which is Wednesday. Um, we'll see who starts. I mean, I, I haven't the slightest uh, idea where where Marcel Kaiser is going to go with this. I haven't seen much of Sporting ever since I started this podcast, actually. I haven't seen much of anybody other than Benfica. Uh <laughs> Uh, I used to watch a lot more soccer before, but I, that's fine. I, I Benfica is my club, and like I said on on with the guys at Benfica after ninety, for me, the biggest club in the world because and for them too because this is the world we live in. We live in Benfica's world, and uh, they are they are our club. Um, Benfica really need to to finish this out. They they they're a club that need to be in the Shambord You know, if not every year, almost that. <laughs> This is a tournament that, you know, we won a few years ago, uh, beating Vitoria Guimarães um, to 2-1, if I'm not mistaken, when he managed, scored that goal, and then brought out the Sincara mask, uh, the mask that the WWE star Sincara had given him. And, uh, but uh, aside from that, we've, we have not won this t- competition as often as we should have, um, Ever since the competition went to a two-leg semifinal, we have struggled. Uh, Let's not forget some years back, we actually won 2-0 at the Dragão. Took a 2-0 lead home and lost 3-1 at home to Porto. And saw us uh, eliminated from the cup on our own field that night. And uh, that was very tough. (laughs) Still in my mind, but... um, I'm hoping for a fair match. I'm hoping that the referee is not the center of attention again in this one. Um, hopefully nothing has to go to VAR. Hopefully everything is played at the run of play. And hopefully, uh, obviously Benfica, if all things run, you know, smoothly, their, Sporting cannot stay with Benfica if everything goes right. It's when things start to go wrong that Sporting can play with this team, um, Bruno Fernandes is obviously a key player. Bajdost uh, hasn't played in the last couple of weeks, from what I understand. But uh, Bruno Fernandes has been phenomenal. Um, and Sparthing's got tons of phantom penalty kicks this year. I won't be surprised if to see them get one. That's why we got to at least get an away goal and force them to get two. Um, but we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, it's going to be a busy, busy week for Benficistis. Uh, I don't have much else tonight. It's uh just glad that the international break is over. I'm glad that uh, Benfica is back. Um, for those of you that are interested, sometime this weekend, check out or search for par- the Parking the Bus channel on-, on Podbean. If you go to Podbean, that's where it's going to launch first. I will release the Mr. Portugal episode there. And then I'm going to try to get it distributed from there to other platforms. But for the time being, it's going to be on my my personal Podbean channel. Um, This show, of course, is not on that channel as this show is produced and hosted by Anchor. Um, I'm not able to put it on my personal channel on Podbean. Um, You'll have to. Download. If you download this show on Podbean, it's not going to be the same feed as what I'm trying to say. You'll have to search for it. I'll tweet out a link when it's available All right, if you're interested in that. i got other stuff coming this year. Um, I'm launching this channel. This is really the project I had in mind from the be- beginning. It's a lot of work right now. But I'm going to be putting all my podcasts there, minus this one. This one's I think, is going to stay where it is right now. Um, although episode one has disappeared from my feed here, um, whether it be on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on wherever you're getting this, uh, episode one has literally disappeared. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not too happy about it. Um, I'll have to figure that out and go from there. I'm hoping not to lose any more content because this, uh, this is a lot of work putting this show together, uh. Tonight, I know, wasn't as as uh, in-depth as I like to go or as I normally go. Uh, this is what happens when we have an international break. Um, there's less to say. Um, hard to preview teams that very little information is available for. Uh, just looking forward to this game tomorrow and getting back to normal. Um, but... Ch- do search for that, my channel on Podbean. Like I said, what I got coming up, I got the Kicking It Old School podcast, which I've been calling the Park Parking the Bus podcast. I got the first episode in the can. It's it's done. It's just got to be put. It's just got to be released. I'm going to rename it after the first episode. It's going to become Kicking It Old School. Parking the Bus, Kicking It Old School. All right, that's where I will review classic matches. Um... I've also got a ton of ideas for the off season with Benfica. I'm not going away this summer. Um, just like uh, I didn't go away during this international break, I'm not going away this summer. I'm gonna be producing some some content for you guys, and I think you're gonna like it. It's gonna be different. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna review some classic Benfica games from from previous eras. We are gonna preview. S- I've got a, a movie. <laughs> a uh, a movie i'm going to going to preview a documentary on Ozavio i got uh some Vitorian patrimonius that and patrimonius that we're going to going to watch and and review as well as some season reviews and there's some other cool stuff out there on YouTube so i'll be posting a video uh, this is not until summer we got 8 weeks to go but this is my idea that i want to share is once the off season hits, um, every Monday I'll post the link to a video on YouTube. Preferably, most likely it'll always be on YouTube, and on Friday I will review that video. Okay, so uh, it'll be a little bit different of a of a format, but I want to bring my passion for the history of Benfica to you in the off season, same way I bring my passion for for the tactics and match analysis and just overall Benfiquismo. During the regular season. That's going to be it for tonight guys. Um, Thank you for for listening. If you haven't yet. Check out Amador's uh, Simply Befica podcast. Dropped this morning. Uh, It's in Portuguese. Good episode. He's got a new project. He's starting up. He explains it in the episode. Also again. Befica after 90. Go to them right after the match ends tomorrow. Alright. Well go to their YouTube or their Twitter. Find out when their episode is airing or is going live tomorrow on YouTube. They go live after the games. They got a lot to say. They do a great job. Those guys, you know, really, really do good work. Support them. Catch the show, all right? Um Go back in their archives and find the Benfica's Worldwide episode with me. Get to know me a little better if you don't already know me. Alright, there's a ton of other great Benfica content out there. Like I said, Benfica Podcast, azagiish Cassette Vermelha, Benfica FM, Conversas a Benfica. Uh, this week's Conversas a Benfica, a new episode featuring Felipe Teixeira. Go over there, listen to his story. Phenomenal. After my episode of Benfica's Worldwide, the guys recorded another one with with um Pete from from England. Catch that unique perspective, awesome story, great, great story. He's got a lot to share. Check that out as well. Really guys, just keep keep soaking up all this Benfica content. There's so much of it out there um sample it all all right um everybody's working hard everybody's producing quality stuff um keep it out there and um enjoy the match tomorrow and we'll see you next week or we'll next week we'll be breaking down back to our normal selves, breaking down the tondela match and breaking down the sporting match okay i 'll see you next week t g i f dam U twenty set benfica